Hey there, and welcome to the Good Kind Podcast. At Good Kind, we are all about helping people cultivate the good kind of habits and holiday practices that allow them to engage with God and one another throughout the year. To learn more about us and the products we make, go to www.goodkind.shop and follow us on social media. We hope you enjoy today's episode of the Good Kind Podcast. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Good Kind Podcast. My name is Amy Cavanaugh, and you're probably wondering, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like Clayton Green, and that's because it's not Clayton Green. Um, But like I said, I'm Amy. I am the Director of Operations here at Good Kind, which means I spend most of my time behind the scenes answering emails, working on our website, um, lots of fun things like that. But today, I'm really excited to be here on the podcast um, interviewing Lauren. So Lauren, would you introduce yourself to everybody? Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and your family. Sure. Yeah. I'm Lauren Dupree. I live in Round Rock, Texas with my family. It's just north of Austin. I've been married to my husband, Derek, for eight years. We have three awesome kiddos. We have Addie, who's seven, Ava, who's four, and Owen, who's one. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us today, Lauren. Um, I am so excited just to hear a little bit about your story and how you and your family are wanting to practice your faith together. Um, I think it's really cool, the specific ages of your kids, like that's such a big range and they've got such big curiosity, um, you know, from little babies growing into toddlers and just figuring out how to navigate the world um, to your oldest, you know, starting to probably ask some more thoughtful harder questions. Um, and, you know, being the oldest sibling, having two younger ones following around. Um, so I'm curious, how did you get connected to good kind? How did you find out about us? Um, Um, and what's that journey been like? So I first found out about y'all, I think a few years ago when you first started and the first product was advent blocks. And I found out about it through, um, 10 of those, the publisher and bookseller. I got an email kind of explaining what the product was and, I actually didn't buy it at the time, but I'm a proud <laughs> owner now and I highly recommend it. Uh, but that was my first introduction. I think from there, I just started following y'all on social media. And um, that's how I found out about the Gratitude. And um, we've just been enjoying that. And it's been a lot of fun to use it. That's awesome. So I think it's so cool. Your story is so familiar to so many of our listeners who do find us through Advent Blocks one way or another, um, whether they purchased it on their own or they did it with their church. Um, And it's really fun because as people have that experience, it's almost like we, the Good Kind team, get to relive that experience because that was our experience as well as we started with Advent Blocks and then kind of reverse engineered the whole process saying like, we just want more of this throughout the year. Obviously, Advent is a special season. We can't have Advent all year long, but we want to practice our faith all year long. And so how can we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and Gratitude is one of the ways that we're doing that, um, which is yes. really, really fun for us. But um, how do you guys use it? What's it look like in your home? So we've used it a couple different ways. There's just like the traditional way. We use it usually also at dinner because we're usually all seated at the table. And so... Um, I've used it as a verb, like, hey, let's grab a cube, grab it and who wants to go first while I'm putting dinner on the table because it can kind of be a little bit chaotic to get everyone seated and then get everyone's food on their plates. I'm like, hey, why don't y'all get out the grab a cube and use that? 
Um, and even with that, we kind of make it fun. So sometimes I'll have them say whatever they roll. And then instead of passing it to the next person, I'll also have them answer the same question. Like, what can you be thankful for that we saw in nature? Or sometimes I'll say today, what can you be thankful for that we saw today? Um, yeah. So that's been really fun. I want to use it more as part of our um, family discipleship, but that's how we've been using it. And it's just sparked some really fun and sweet conversations because kids just have interesting responses to things <laughs> that you would maybe not expect. So it's, it's been really fun. Yeah. I love that um, you're making it into a verb. Um, yeah, the first person that I've heard say, let's grad a cube as a verb. And I think <laughs> that is amazing. So maybe we'll have to start doing that too. Um, but can you tell us a story? What's one of the, maybe one of the more surprising conversations that's come up? It hasn't led to a full conversation, but one of my favorite stories with it was we rolled it and there's the one that talks about a difficult time. So I kind of mm -hmm. explained to my four-year-old what that was because she rolled it. And I said, what was a really hard time you went through that you can still give thanks to God for? And she said the snow, which was just hilarious to me. It doesn't <laughs> snow here regularly, but it has snowed the last like few years that we've lived in this house. And one time we had eight inches of snow and it was rough, but she was little. So I don't think she actually remembers that. So I asked her, what was hard about that for you? And she just said the snow. And I was like, the yes, snow. girl. Yes. I, I feel that way too. That is a Texas it was girl. Hilarious. Yes. Yes. Born and raised. <laughs> so funny. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm with her on that. Although, um, you know, I think the snow is fantastic. So I guess I'm the opposite situation where my answer would still be snow for a difficult time, but it's because <laughs> in North Carolina, we've had no snow. Like we're usually, um, we'll usually get a little bit of snow like once or twice a year, maybe, you know, around Christmas and then once in February, but the past couple of years, I mean, it's been squat. And so that's a difficult time for me, <laughs> but <it's> that, we <laughs> that sounds difficult. That we have no no snow. Um, it just well, y'all are welcome to ours. If you want us to send it your <laughs> way, you're more than welcome. That's very funny. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh about that one for a while. Um, but here we are in the middle of summer, um, yes. and soon we'll be headed back to school, which is wild. But I love so that. Crazy. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, um, you're welcome. So, what's it look like with the different ages that your kids are? How are you navigating? You know, different ages and ability to process what's happening with the Gratacube and have conversations? How do, you, how do you use it differently with, you know, the different ages that your kids are at? I mean, the one-year-old, he just throws it and says, uh-oh. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't really use it much with him, but I'm hoping he'll like see his sisters. He does imitate things a lot. So I'm hoping to build a foundation of um, thankfulness with the Gratacube early on for him, just seeing them model that. And then the four-year-old, it's just drawing questions because she'll give just like a one word answer. So drawing out like, okay, well, why? Um, and then the oldest one, it's the same thing. And I think for her, she can be quieter about it. I think because she's older, she is processing. Um, and sometimes she doesn't want to be as involved with things that we're doing. So I think it's mm. just maybe a transitional stage. But um, I do see her whether or not she's acknowledging it when we're using the gratitude. I do see her getting excited about things she can be thankful for. And so I do think it's having an impact, even though she may not be saying it out loud in that moment, I do see the fruit of using it. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm glad to hear you say like the one-year-old just throws it and says, yeah. Yeah. Because like, 
I think a lot of people would maybe assume that that's not using it good enough or that that's not a win, but (laughs) we are all about the small wins. And I think like, that's amazing. Like we want it to be fun. We want it to everything we do. We want it to be playful. And so if your one-year-old is just learning to throw the gratitude, like, I think it's fantastic. And like you said, like having that practice modeled to all three of your kids like, consistently over and over and over again um, is really, really cool. Because I mean, one of the things we say a lot around here is that um, we believe it would be better for, you know, thinking about a whole church congregation, if everybody in the church memorized one verse and like really took it to heart and knew that verse and they were doing it with the whole community, we think that that's so much better than one family memorizing an entire book of the Bible. Um, Because we think it's all about practicing your faith, living it. And it's all about just the repetition, modeling and doing that in community, um, which is exactly what you guys are doing at the dinner table. Um, And so what a cool testimony for the one-year-old to say, (laughs) like (laughs) when he's seven, you know, um, yeah, I threw, I've been doing this gratitude thing my whole life. Um, and having that be like a core memory. I think that's, that's really, really neat. Um, and so good for you guys as you're getting dinner (laughs) on the table. And, um, yeah, I know that can be a chaotic moment. (laughs) And so making (laughs) that happen, um, even if it feels like a really small win at the moment, um, that's going to have a huge impact over time. Um, we really believe that. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, what are some other other ways that you guys are learning to practice your faith right now. Um, we know that's not always like a straight linear path. Sometimes, you know, there are different practices that you might work on. Um, and, you know, you might have ups and downs with that along the way, but what does it, what, how else are you practicing your faith as a family right now? Um, well, one of the primary ways is we're part of our local church. So making um, church attendance a priority every week Um, And then just spending time with our kids each night reading. Right now we do read primarily from a children's Bible and we pray with them. And that's when we sing songs and we'll incorporate the gratitude. We call it dinner time discipleship, which is like way fancier than it sounds. Um, (laughs) It's usually closer to a three ring circus. Um, But that's our time that we do that. And I think what's been helpful for me as far as practicing our faith as a family is just remembering it's about faithfulness, not results. Not that we can't have results or we don't ever want to see them, but the emphasis is really um, just walking in obedience before the Lord, teaching our children and training their hearts to fear Him yeah. and just entrusting Him with any results. I think of First Corinthians 3, 6 a lot. It says, I planted, Apollo watered, but God gave the growth. Mm. Um, and it's Paul who wrote that. And we see in the following verse, the emphasis is on God giving the growth. So we be faithful yes. and we really just leave results in his hand. And that has taken so much pressure off in parenting. It just takes yeah. away mom guilt and it just helps me um, to look to Jesus and know that whether my husband's working late, like last night and my kids are eating mm-hmm. in front of the TV or we're having this really great, amazing family discipleship time and everyone's paying attention um, the way that God looks at me doesn't change because of Jesus. So yeah. um, I think about that. He's not condemning. He's compassionate. 
Mm-hmm. And so that propels my faithfulness. Um, and it, it is discouraging at times. <laughs> um, we don't have this perfect family devotional time. Um, and sometimes our kids don't pay attention. And that's where we say like, okay, how can we work on training that a little bit, but also remembering it's up to the Lord. Um, any um, results, they're in his hands and we need to trust him. Yeah. Wow. That That is such a good word. Um, thank you. Thank you are like ministering to me too. Um, cause I can get so focused on the result and you're exactly right. Like discipleship isn't, isn't about results. Um, it's about relationship and like having that plan, like, yeah, we're going to have dinner time discipleship and here's some concrete steps we're going to take. We're going to have our gratitude. We're going to be together as a family, have some discipleship time formally, like that's the plan and having those action steps, like to help you accomplish that plan is incredible, but also knowing like life happens, mm-hmm. what's, what's going to be our pivot and how do we, you know, find grace from God and grace for one another and move on. And so I think that that's such, such a good word. Um, and like you said, just so encouraging, like from one mom to another for me to, you know, be reminded that it's a lie. Like to think that anybody Mm -hmm. has this family discipleship thing figured out, like no, no one's life is perfect. Um, And, you know, we have social media, which is just constantly feeding that idea that, you know, we're not good enough and, um, you know, comparing in negative ways. And so, yeah, I love that. Just that little dose of reality and dose of grace that you're hitting us with right there. So thank you for that. You're um, welcome. Praise God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one more question, and then we might transition into something a little bit more silly, a little more fun. Um, but if you had to give um, an encouragement to another family right now that just feels like, you know, practicing their faith is not where they want it to be right now, and they're just feeling discouraged, um, what what would you share with them? think I would share maybe similar with a little bit of um, what I just said, like the way God looks at you doesn't change because of Jesus. So just be encouraged. And I would just say too, like, you're not alone. And like you just said, there's no perfect family. There's no perfect discipleship moment. Like we're not raising perfect kids and we're not perfect people. We need Jesus. Um, Yeah. I just say, be encouraged that you're not alone. Like God is with you even in that. And he sees and he knows your heart. He knows that you're um, doing the best that you can with the limitations that he's given you and the circumstances. And he doesn't have this like secret standard out there. And he's kind of like, oh, well, you didn't really meet it today. So you fail as a parent. Like, no, he sees you as perfect because of Jesus. So I would say just be encouraged and keep being faithful. Like the Lord is going to honor that. Um, even if it may not turn out the way you hope in this life, like there are rich rewards in heaven and we have rich rewards in Jesus now. So just mm-hmm. let that encourage you to keep being faithful. Yeah. Amen. That is awesome. Um, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing your gratitude story with us. Um, again, for our listeners, Lauren is a real person. This is her real <laughs> gratitude story. Um, we are not paying her to be here right now. Um, and we're just really glad to have connected. Um, we did find Lauren on Instagram. Um, and so Lauren, do you want to just take a moment to tell people where they can connect with you? 
Yeah, I have a website slash blog, a beautiful inheritance.co. And then I'm on Instagram at Lauren Dupree. I have a Facebook page as well. I think it's a beautiful inheritance. I'm on Twitter. I don't really post much, but I <laughs> will scroll it occasionally. You can find me there if you care to. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it's yeah. Dupree, but with a silent Z. Yes. Yes. Just like the terrible um, movie that's out there, you mean Dupree. <laughs> Do not recommend. But yes, that is how you say our last name. The Z is silent. It's French. That's awesome. Very. I always feel like anything French is just a little bit fancier. So fancy <laughs> Lauren Dupree uh, with the we silent Z. We are not Z. fancy at all, but thank you. <laughs> that's really fun. Um, I'm going to be calling you fancy, fancy Lauren probably okay. now for the the rest of my life. So I'm, I'm sorry for that. Any Maybe guess. I should change my <laughs> handle then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. So in our uh, habits and holidays episodes, we always do a segment we call holiday or holiday. And so we're bringing that into some of our podcast interviews as well. Um, we're always looking for meaningful moments to be able to create during the year. Um, like we said, not just with Advent Blocks or with any of our products, but just, you know, really simple ways to connect with God and connect with people around us throughout the year. So we use the calendar as a cue um, and we find some random holidays. Some of them on the surface seem pretty meaningful um, and some of them on the surface are what they are and they're pretty silly and wild. So I'm going to hit you with a couple ho- random holidays you tell me if you think they're a holiday, um, they're worth celebrating, or a holiday, and you're going to pass. July 28th, National Talk in an Elevator Day. I think I would pass on that one. <laughs> That's a holiday for me. I'm a huge introvert, and it's like 30 seconds, so it feels super awkward. And so, I don't know. My husband it- would be all over it. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> he would give it a yay. I'm going to go with nay. It's so hard to know. Like if you're going to, you know, are words spoken out loud going to help me in this situation or make it worse? And I find that most of the time when my, when I open my mouth, um, I either get in trouble or I just make things more <laughs> awkward. So I think oh I'm, I'm with you. I think you got to be the right kind of person for national talk in an elevator day. I'm not that person. And then last but not least, August 5th, is blogger day what do you think um that's a yay from me holly yay i'm here for it yeah i've seen a lot of talk online about how blogging is dead but it will always be alive in my heart i love it and i'm here for it i'm with you i am thankful for you i'm thankful for so many bloggers <laughs> like you i mean it's yeah it's different but you know i think about like the origins of blogging and what it's become now and it's I mean, what a way to get important messages out into the world. Um, I'm not a blogger, but I'm thankful for a lot of them. So we'll celebrate yeah. you on August 5th. How about that? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lauren, this has been so fun. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Um, and again, remind us where we can find you and your blog online. Yeah, so my blog is online at a beautiful inheritance.co. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lauren Dupree, Facebook, a beautiful inheritance, Twitter. I think it's at Lauren Dupree. Again, I'm not on there much, but you're free yeah. to follow. 
we can forget about Twitter, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thank you, Lauren. And if yeah, you're still looking, having me, if you're still looking for a Gratacube, um, we definitely encourage you to get one out. Um, great option to use in your family discipleships and especially um, at the dinner table. So check it out at goodkind.shop. Um, get a Gratacube and get on a roll. It'll be great. Thanks, Lauren. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Good Kind Podcast. We hope you leave feeling more equipped to engage with God and one another in your habits and holiday practices. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, like, and comment. We're excited to share more content with you soon. Don't forget, you can find us online at www.goodkind.shop. Thanks for listening and see you next time on the Good Kind Podcast.